Good morning. Welcome to the Bhagavad Gita in a Year podcast. I'm here with CC and I'm Radha Priti. And we are here. Um, this is our fourth episode. We are reading through the Bhagavad Gita verse by verse, discussing it and its relevance to our lives. And today we will start uh, at text 10, chapter one, text 10. So with that, CC, do you want to uh, get us into it? Yeah, I'm delighted to be here today. This is this is the Bhagavad Gita's first chapter, which has 46 texts, and we are we have covered about the let's say one fourth of it. So one to we are at the tenth verse. We are going to be there. So till now, basically, the events on the battlefield are being described. But from the perspective of how the psychology of people has been affected or not affected by the the place. So what we saw was Duryodhan, the evil prince, was unaffected by dharma. He continued his politicking. And now he is going to give his concluding assessment and then we'll move forward. Yeah, go ahead, please. Great. Okay, text 10. Our strength is immeasurable, and we are perfectly protected by Grandfather Bhishma, whereas the strength of the Pandavas, carefully protected by Bhima, is limited. So here, he's giving a comparative assessment, and he's saying that we are better, that our strength is, is there is finite, there is measurable, and ours is immeasurable. And he's saying that we are led by Bhishma. This is Jirodhana. This is Jirodhana, right? Yeah, Duryodhana. They will. He, yeah, he is concluding his assessment of the two forces by saying that we are better. His whole point knows that in the mind games he wants to win. So he is saying that yeah, we we are better. We are better here. So while he's doing all this, it's interesting that now these two names have rhymes, Bhima and Bhishma. The names are rhyming, but it's interesting whom he's choosing also. Because Bhishma is his commander. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bhima is not exactly the commander on the opposite. He's a formidable warrior, but not the commander. So, what is he trying to do by this is that he is basically, he has two senior people on his side. One is Bhishma and like we discussed, the other is Drona. And he's, uh, he's, their loyalties are suspect for him. The heart is not there in it. So, he has goaded Drona and now he wants to lord, he wants to Lord Bhishma, oh, you know, you are important for me. You are my commander. Because you are leading me, we are going to be victorious. So that's how he's doing that. And Bhima, as we discussed, is his arch rival. So by using him in as the opposite comparison, he's saying that actually I'm not afraid of him. There's no need, to, no need for us to be afraid of him. He is he's no match for us. Okay. So, yeah. So, so we're still we're in this this part where after 
after he after Duryodhana walked over, he didn't walk over. <laughs> after he looked over and saw and saw the Pandavas, and it was a little bit intimidated. He turned to his people, specifically Drona, but everybody else could hear, and he tried to to kind of amp them up. So he did that first by by goading Drona, and now he's now he's kind of turning to Bhishma and and trying to to do the same thing, but in a, in a different way. Yeah, exactly. Now, there is, uh, he's also saying that, so basically, he's thinking of his superiority in two terms, in terms of numbers and in terms of veterans. Since the people on my side are far, far more experienced and we have bigger numbers. And he is in this way saying that yeah, we are better off. There's nothing for us to fear. Okay. And, and you're, I, saying, you're saying he's he's speaking specifically to Bhishma and Drona because he's recognizing that again their their loyalties, their hearts are really with the the Pandavas and they're fighting on his side out of more obligation. Yeah. So he's he's recognizing that because of that he he wants to kind of inspire them or motivate them to to fight hard on that side. Yeah, true. Can you go to the next text? Okay. Text 11. All of you must now give full support to Grandfather Bhishma as you stand at your respective strategic points of entrance into the phallus of the army. So now, as Drona is speaking, as Drona is speaking rather, so he has spoken to Drona. He has also lauded Bhishma, but you know, he has all these allies and he knows that not all of them are as into the war. They don't hate the Pandavas the way he hates them. So he wants to make sure that none of these other people, they feel minimized. So he is reminding them of their importance. So he is telling that Indirectly, he's telling that while well, Bhishma is our leader, he alone can't do it. So you all also have to help me. And in that way, he's encouraging them. Any issue, everyone else, in your positions, fight competently, fight diligently. And indirectly, this could also be an indication that in Bhishma is old. No, or he might be vulnerable. He's our, their main person, but he might be ambushed sometimes on the side. So all of you in your positions, we are going to work as a team. So Duryodhan in his own way, he might be evil, but he is he is a politician and he is at least in some ways good at getting people to do what he wants. Hmm. So in one sense, appreciating that this is a or asserting that this is a team is going to be a team effort and and as a team effort he is telling oh, all of you please you also play an important role you stay in your position and you fight so the mind games are still going on and but at this point suddenly uh, Bhishma gets tired of all these mind games let's just, let's just fight. 
So it's almost as if while Duryodhana is speaking, he has more or less completed his speech. But there is this uncertainty. So when even when we are having a podcast, so when I am speaking something and I may sometimes explicitly ask you, do you have a response? Do you want to say something? Or if I don't say something and I just pause, in that uncertainty, you are not sure whether I have completed and expected you to speak or you are, you are interrupting me by speaking. So there is a lull in Duryodhana's speech. And at that time, Bhishma says, enough now. So let's see what Bhishma does at that time. Okay. Bhishma doesn't say, he thinks it's enough. He thinks it's enough. Okay. And what does he do? Let's see. Text 12. Then Bhishma, the great valiant grandsire of the Kuru dynasty, the grandfather of the fighters, blew his conch shell very loudly, making a sound like the roar of a lion, giving Jirodhana joy. So, in general, in every uh, every culture has certain symbols, rituals, practices, whatever word we want to use for it, which indicate certain things. Say, for example, if I think in football, they blow a whistle and then they understand now the game has started. Or sometimes in a running race, they might shoot in the air with a real trigger or whatever, with a real gun or a false gun or whatever. So there is some indication that it's going to start now. And in war, often people have rallying cries. And they cry, down with the evil empire, whatever, like that. So here in this culture, it's not so much uh, rallying uh, cries and slogans. But here it's more of blowing conches. So it's interesting that in the tradition, conch is considered to be in this beginner of something holy. Like when we we start start something holy. So for example, when we are doing worship in temples, or where, so, so in the beginning of that, a conch is blown. So the idea is that conch at one level, it invokes auspiciousness. It, it conch does many things. The conch, when it is blown, it invokes. Uh, it's if you consider it's what it implies. It just at a practical level, it invokes the beginning, symbolizes or indicates that we are beginning now. But it's also a call for invocation for auspiciousness, because this is. A war and people want want the omens to be good for them, the stars or whatever are there to be aligned for them. But then how the conch is blown, that can also indicate the morale, the confidence. Generally, people's speech itself indicates are they confident, are they insecure, are they fearful? Oh. Bah, or are they arrogant? So here, the blowing of the conch is Simhanadam Vinadyoche described here. It was like the roaring of a lion. And that indicated that Bhishma was fully into the fight. So Bhishma, he, he, he was a dutiful warrior. He had to fight on a side that he did not like. But in one sense, duty often requires us to do things that we don't like. Now I have to do it. I'm going to do it diligently. So let's begin. 
and in one sense that duryodhan got joy giving him joy you know that indicates if that there is no doubt that duryodhan has no second thoughts about the war that he he wants to fight he's determined he thinks that he's going to win and so overall the starting questions apprehension is this place going to affect my people negatively that is seen there's no negative effect or at least there's no losing of his morale to fight duryodhan's morale that is seen both through his words and now to his response to bhishma's action hmm so duryodhan was was also concerned about how the holy place would affect his men No, I don't think Duryodhan was. I said, oh, okay. The Rashtra's question was there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you just said Duryodhan. Okay. Yeah, so it said that there is if if there was any doubt about whether it is going to affect anyone, whether it is going to affect Duryodhan anyway, there's no he's he's not affected at all. Yeah, it's interesting, and there's so much to learn too from this character Bhishma, who is fighting out of obligation because of the vow that he made, but his heart's not in it. but at the same time when it's time to show up he really shows up and mm-hmm. there's a lot we can learn from that i feel that's true yeah so now let's go to the next verse now when he blows his conch let's see how that affects others Okay, when Bhishma blows his conch, how that affects others. Yeah. So, text 13. After that, the conch shells, drums, bugles, trumpets, and horns were all suddenly sounded, and the combined sound was tumultuous. Yes. So, there are there are the there are similarities in language. So the Sanskrit word is tumulo. and the english word is tumultuous so if you go into the history you know the many of these languages latin greek and sanskrit they have many similarities and uh, in many ways the sanskrit language is more refined than latin and greek it has greater vocabulary better more evolved grammatical structure could go into that so it's a logical hypothesis that sanskrit could be the origin of both of them um, but the mainstream idea is that all these three came from some other language well where that was and what that was and who spoke that there is no historical evidence of that but uh, without going into the history the point is that the similarity of the english and the sanskrit over here the point is that it was tumultuous the whole sound and when the sound was tumultuous that indicates that again the others are also not demoralized the others are also enthusiastic the others are also responding to bhishma so whether it is earlier duryodhan's words or it is bhishma's words both of them bhishma's actions not words both of those have affected them in such a way that they are all they are all enthusi- enthused to fight and this uh, yeah you want to say something So you're saying Drew 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 Dr
his his kind of like pre-battle speech and then combined with Bijma's blowing of the conch shell and, and it being so powerful, that was enough to to um also get kind of the the rest of the troops um fired up. Yes. So now so everyone means everyone in the Kauravas. Kaurava army that is what they are blowing their conscience. So here we will see that the overall the first chapter brings begins with a very gripping situation. It's a it starts with very vivid specifics. Even if the names are something which is a bit of a tongue twister for us, but the overall we are brought right in the middle of the war. And the narrative focus was on the side of the Kauravas. It was largely on Bhishma. It was first on, on Duryodhan, Duryodhan and Drona. And then it shifted to Bhishma. And then it shifted to everyone else. So it's like in a movie or something, you know, you, in the camera, the scene cuts from one place to another place to another place to another place. So now that narrative lens which was still, which was on this side, is now going to shift over here. So basically, from two to thirteen, the narrative lens was on the Kaurava side, and this is building up from here onwards, from fourteen onwards, the narrative lens will be on the Pandava side, and among these Pandavas. It starts with the two main characters, then it goes to others, it again comes back to those two characters. And that's where it stays throughout, after this in the entire chapter. So, it will shift to the two characters who are the central individuals in the discussion of the Bhagavad Gita, that is Krishna Arjuna. And earlier we were talking, mm, Duryodhan had to go Drona because Duryodhan and Drona were on separate chariots. But Krishna and Arjuna are on the same chariot. So that will be discussed in the next text. I think we can discuss, we can start with that in our session tomorrow, our next session. Okay, great. So so where we are so want- far, the, the battles fought on a holy place. And up until now, we've kind of been focused focused on the Korva side. And seeing that Drona amped up Drona and Bijma, so they were ready to fight, and then and then the rest of the army also got fired up and is ready to fight. And now we're going to switch over to to the other side and and see what happens there, and maybe what the effect of of the holy places on that side. Yes, so we could say the tenth verse was his final assessment. Eleventh one was his. Final mind game. Now we have to. Oh, we are strong. Our leaders are strong. Our forces are bigger. And then he says, you know, all of you have to support also. Vishma alone can't do it. So it's like team building. And then here there is the call from the commander. That is Bishma. And when there is well, a call from the commander. 
yeah and then there is the response by others hmm so overall it's indicating readiness to fight hmm on the side of the kauravas and we'll see what happens on the side of the pandavas thereafter thank you so Great. much looking forward thank you